This episode is brought to you by Element. That's L-M-N-T. What's Element? Element is the product that came into my life at exactly the right moment. I've been training hard. I've been sweating like a maniac. But unfortunately, after my sessions, I could never kick that feeling of dehydration. It didn't matter how much water I drank. In fact, the more water I drank, the worse it got. My body was telling me, you need more. You need electrolytes. But I refused to go and buy some sugary sports drink and put that garbage into my body. Enter Element. What's Element? It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix. That's right. I said tasty. They have seven different flavors. My personal favorite is mango chili. But most importantly, it's got no sugar. It's got no gluten. It's got no garbage. There's got no guilt. Take it. You'll feel better. You won't feel like a bum after you drink it. You won't feel any guilt after taking it. To get your element today, go to drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Again, that's drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Get yours today. There's an old lion and a young cub sitting on top of a hill in the savannah. The young cub, he looks up at his dad and says, Hey, Dad, you see that herd of wildebeest down there? Why don't we uh, run down and eat one? And the dad looks down, looks down at his son. He says, Son, why don't we walk down and eat them all? Now, you may be asking yourself, Why are you telling me this story? What does this have to do with training? Well, it actually has everything to do with training. Because if, if you've been in this game for a week, or you've been in this game for, for 30 years, this is one of the most highly debated topics, not only between different people, but between you and yourself. How fast do I prog- progress in the gym? How fast do I expect to have certain types of quote-unquote gains in the gym? When should I add the right weight, and at what rate? How many reps should I do? And is my coach holding me back? Should I feel like I need to puke at the end of every workout? Should I be sore the next day? So this is just a debate that people constantly have. And all along, a central figure in this debate, it's really, it's just your ego, right? It's because I want to get gains now. I want to get my gains right now. But inadvertently, uh, no matter what happens here, the end result is almost always disappointment and or injury. And again, as I'm thinking through this, and what made me think about this, I'll tell you why I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this because I am still doing my Underground Secrets to Faster Running program. And part of that program is to lift as heavy as possible, as often as possible, as fresh as possible. And what I was doing when I started it, I was using undulating periodization, which means that if I was doing a trap bar deadlift on a Monday, I would do 345. On a Wednesday, i do 350. On a Friday, I do 355. Then the following Monday, instead of go doing 360, I would jump down five pounds. I do 350. Then the next Wednesday, I do 355. Then Friday, I do 360. So you go up with your weight and you go slightly back down. You go up with your weight, you go slightly back down. And you're you're still going up at a certain point, but you're never just going up at a straight line. You're not adding five pounds every single workout. And I was doing that. And then I started experimenting with keeping the weight the same for somewhere between three and six weeks. And as I'm doing this, I'm starting to feel stronger and stronger and stronger. And now here comes my ego. Hey, man, why don't you just throw another 10 pounds on the bar? You feel great today. Come on, do it. Do it. Right? Just do it, man. Just throw that 10 pounds on the bar. You might not feel this great tomorrow. You're holding yourself back. You're stealing your own gains. Just throw the extra weight on. So what I've been doing is I've had to hold myself back and I've been hitting that same weight for say three or four weeks and if it doesn't feel simple then I'm not adding another five pounds to that bar 
And then when I do add that five pounds to that bar, I give myself a minimum three to like three to five weeks. And I'm not going to increase that weight again until it gets feels simple when I'm in the gym. And as I'm going through this, I'm just thinking about the guys I train, the inner demons that they have, you know, the questions that they may be having, be having for themselves. And I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that don't have the discipline I do. And the only reason I have the discipline is after 20 years, maybe 25 years of trial and error, 25 years of beating myself up, 25 years of experimentation with the people that I've trained. So for me, you know, I had to learn the hard way. People told me, and there were good coaches, and I didn't listen. You know, I went through the same thing that a lot of my guys are going through. But it was a lot of trial and error that got me to this point. And as I'm doing it these last few weeks, I'm saying this is the smartest thing I've done to date was to keep those weights the same and then to only go up when it's gotten simple. I mean, I I actually feel like weight... I'll tell you, I'll give you numbers if anybody cares. I'm doing like a, a one-arm dumbbell bench press with my crazy dumbbell. So the weight is probably not relative to an actual weight in the gym. It's like, uh, again, benching with a, a bamboo stick. But, you know, a few months ago when I was training the, with undulating periodization, 125 was really, really, really heavy. I really struggled to get three reps, especially on my left arm versus my right arm. I'm doing a one-arm bench press with just one dumbbell at a time. You know, this past few weeks, I'm banging out 125 like water. Like it's nothing. Now my ego say, come on, man, just go 130. You got 130. Nope, I can't. I need a few more weeks. I got to smooth that groove. I got to keep at 125 and make sure it feels simple before I go to that 130. Now, there's two quotes that are coming into my head as we get into this and as I've gotten into this. One of them that always sticks in my head is training is constraint. I got that from Chris Summers, the Olympic coach. And he had talked about on a few other podcasts that the, the best athletes, the ones who won, I should say, the ones who won the most medals, his most quote-unquote successful athletes, those were the ones who wouldn't go too far too fast. The ones that always went too far too fast were always injured. The, the, the people with the most expe- success, they were the ones that held themselves back and listened to his prescription. The other one that I'm thinking about, the other quote is, strength is a skill, right? So while I'm in the gym, it's not really about how much I can lift in that second or that moment because of my ego or my goal to to put up more weight. It's really, I am developing a skill every time I'm in the gym. I am practicing. I am perfecting my craft every single time that I am lifting. So those are the things that are always sticking in my head. And while I am patting myself back, myself on the back for doing this quote-unquote smartest thing I've ever done, it's really only because I'm stupid. My ego is trying to creep in. I repeat those things to myself. Training is constraint. Strength is a skill. Like these are the things that I need in my head. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of tips on what you can do. On on how, look, I'm feeling great. I I don't want to lose out on this workout because I'm feeling great today and I could probably add an extra 20, 30 pounds to the bar or I could bang out an extra 20, 30 reps than I normally do. I'm going to give you some tips on how you can incorporate that into your program, but at the same time, not burn out, not end up injured not end up mentally or physically fatigued. And one key thing that I really need to remind you of before I tell you any of these tricks is that you have to understand that the way that your, let's say, joints and tendons, let's say the way your tendons heal and build is not at the same rate as your muscles. So there may be times where your muscles are just super strong and and they can overcome or handle that load, but your tendons can't. That's the reason why I was using undulating periodization in the beginning to give my tendons a chance to catch up. That's why I was 
you know, it really was helping a lot, but now doing the same weight for multiple weeks, it's a similar, similar philosophy here, but again, it's giving my tendons a chance to catch up to my muscles. And in the meantime, because strength is a skill, I'm getting those, I'm repeating those habits over and over again, I'm perfecting my craft while in the gym. So now that you have this ammunition, I'm going to give you a couple of tips on how you can either feed your own ego or feed the egos of the people that you are training. So one tip is, at the, on the last set, on the last set of that prescribed exercise, so say uh, you tell your guys, look, we're going to do three sets of three bench press at 90% of our max. You can give them on the last set, instead of upping the weight, we're going to keep the weight the same, boys, but on your last set, you're allowed to go up to five reps, no more. Right? You don't want them to max out, because if they max out, they're probably going to you know, have bad form. They're probably going to screw things up and burn themselves out, but give them a range. You can get to five reps, and you can't fail. You can't do six reps. You can't do ten reps, and you're not allowed to fail in the fifth rep. You can go three to five, but you have to be able to successfully get that fifth rep. So this would take advantage of you're having a good day in the gym. You feel a little better than you thought you would. Bang, you have a rep range at the end. The second thing you can do is you can tell them to just go more slowly on the way up or the way down. Or maybe pause some time in between, but basically to, to increase that time under tension. Look, you can only do three sets of three reps. You can only do the weight I prescribed. But if it's so easy, uh, instead of going down in two seconds, go down in six seconds. Now, this would not be a prescription for me as part of my underground secrets to faster running because I don't want a long time under tension. I want to lift as heavy as possible, as often as possible, as fresh as possible, because that stuff may wear you out a little bit. Uh, and it will definitely build hypertrophy as you are increasing that time under tension, and that is not what we want in the underground secrets for faster running because we want to be as strong as possible and as light as possible. I'm not going to go into this all over again, but again, it is an option for people who want to make it harder. All right, I got to do my three sets of three. Coaches, let me change my weight. He's not let me change my reps. Let me take a little more time to do it. Another option is to increase the size of the implement that you are, or the toy that you're lifting. Uh, let's say it's a bench. Well, let me put fat grips on it so that now the grip is wider. So same weight, same reps, but now it's a different grip. Another trick is on your last set and your last rep of something like the deadlift. Instead of, you know, coach won't let me add any weight. He won't let me add any reps. Well, now one other trick is to hold that barbell for time as long as you can. So again, it's on the last set of the last, I'm sorry, last rep of the last set. And why the last rep of the last set? It's also so that you don't get fatigued on set one and ruin the rest of your workout, right? So we want to make sure it's the, one of the last things that we do. And then one of the other tips that I have is that, you know, if, if, if you don't want to do any of those things, one thing that is what I've definitely used with my guys is to have a finisher at the end. A finisher that is not going to leave people uh, so destroyed or fatigued that they can't work out again. But say, like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, you got one minute, as many inverted rows you can get in one minute. Go. Or, all right, you have as much time as you need, but you have to get 100 chin-ups. Go. Now, that finisher, it may not negatively impact much of what's going on with your key movements, but at the same time, it's going to be something that that guy remembers as he walks out of the gym. And when he walks out of the gym, uh, the last thing he's going to remember is the last thing that he did. Right? It's the most clear quote-unquote memory, and people have bad memories, the most clear thing in his mind is going to be, man, I had a sick workout. 
Maybe that three sets of three didn't do much to uh, to stimulate that guy, even though it, it should. But when he has that finisher, and he feels tired, and he feels like he was challenged, okay, then he's willing to uh, overlook, and I'm using that word in air quotes right now, he's looking, willing to overlook the fact that he didn't want to puke during his sets of bench press, or that he's not sore the next day because he didn't bench press enough. So these are just little tricks that you can do. Again, put, remember these things, that training is constraint, and strength is a skill. If you continue those mantras in your head, repeating them over and over again, then you can fight the ego that you're going to have. And I have it. After 25 years in this game and, you know, banging myself up a lot, uh, I, I have that ego. So even me, someone who people will think is extremely disciplined, I have to repeat those things to myself over and over and over again. Because I do. I, I want to lift as heavy as possible, as often as possible, and as fresh as possible. That's what I want. And if I deviate from this program, I'm going to lose that. I'm going to be sore. I'm going to be banged up. And my short-term win for that, maybe that great day that I'm going to have in the gym is going to affect the next six months of my training. All right, people, that's it. Uh, you're going to see a lot more of this. Uh, I, this actually originated from a question that I had got, a guy that I'm training. I've been getting a lot of questions lately, so I'm going to be holding a lot more Q&A sessions. I'm not going to be like 20 questions and answers in one podcast, but it's certainly going to be a bunch of little mini episodes where I am addressing questions or topics that I'm getting. And this one was around how much, how fast. All right, people, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Lark Media. Did you ever feel like you had a message that the whole world absolutely needed to hear? You take it, you package it, you bundle it, you send it out there, and then boom! No response. Well, if that's you, don't be disappointed. It might not be that your message is bad. It might be that you're not delivering it the right way. And this is where our friends over at Lark Media can help. These guys are masters of marketing. They've done things for advanced training where they've come in. They've taken documentaries of our work. And they not only captured what it looks like, but they captured what it feels like to be a part of what we do. They've also made motion graphics that we use before and after our YouTube videos. If you need help, please contact Steve at LarkMediaNYC.com. Again, that's Steve at Lark, L-A-R-K, MediaNYC.com. Tell them that Advanced Trading sent you, and they'll take 10% off.